Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and today I have with me for the first time the assistant editor at Forbes India, Prince Matthew Thomas joining in from Delhi, who's the author of this issue's cover story. Hi Prince, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Hi Abhishek. And and uh, Prince you're recording this uh, in less than a week after India won that World Cup. Did you see that match? Were you working on on that day, or what? What was it like in the office? <laughs> Luckily, I mean, uh, I was working on the first half during the India-Pakistan match. Ah. So I luckily finished that before the finals happened. So I was actually free to watch the match till the end. Yeah. No, I was wondering how how is it for journalists because many companies gave half a day off, but it it quite might not work when it comes to a, a publication which has to have a deadline of a. You know, fortnightly. IG, uh, your editor in chief, he tweeted that most of the Mumbai office was working on a Sunday to to make up yes. for the for the Saturday. So, did you yes. file the story much before that, or what? This the cover. Yeah, the first draft happened much earlier, so uh-huh. that we could then take the luxury of taking the Saturday off and then could come back on Sunday and finish it off. So, yeah, we planned it luckily. So, and it turned out to be a good break. We yeah. won the finals. <laughs> exactly. I think it, it it threw everybody's plans off track when india beat australia in the quarters so suddenly everyone yes. started to schedule their activities accordingly but talking sure. about the match uh, your article does state that uh, one mr analjit singh and uh, a group of his board of directors were part of the indo pak encounter at mohali in one of those stands and the story is not about that but so first tell us uh, who is analjit singh and what's he doing on the cover of forbes issue because he is not somebody uh, perhaps as famous as ratan tata or even a deveshwar from uh, idc sure anujit singh is a very respected businessman and entrepreneur in india inc but like you said he is not a as well known a figure like ratan tata but what would help us understand would be that he comes from what probably was the first family of indian pharma industry so he was part of the ranbaxy family and ranbaxy was founded by his father uh, rather i could say that his father bought out his cousins early i think in the 1950s to take over ranbaxy and he built the company over the years and i think by the early 90s late 90s ranbaxy was the biggest pharma company in the country right anujit was his youngest son parvinder and manjeet were the elder ones anujit was the youngest son the bigger sardar ji's were far more famous the elder ones at least compared to anal yes because ranbaxy after the family division of assets ranbaxy went to the eldest son and we know his parvinder sons are malvinder and shivinder singh mm-hmm. i think they are pretty known around the country so that's where analjit comes from and he himself founded a company called max india in 1982 which he still operates around which our story is based Right. So, can you tell us a little bit more in one sentence? The brief that was given to you was what, and uh, what is it that you went out to achieve? So, the story is about what? This came out of a meeting that I had with the Max official. So, we were talking about the Max operations, how this business is doing. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing that struck us was that Anujit Singh, for the past two and a half, three years, has been setting in motion a system of corporate governance. at max india and while he was doing that he was also doing the same thing at his family also so which is a very unique thing for indian and family businesses so that it is not dependent on anujit singh just to take a little historical perspective to it in 1990 bhai mohan singh the ranbaxy patriarch had divided his assets 
and that was the first seed to a discontent that cropped up in the family because while Randaxi was the family gold and went to the eldest son okay. Manjeet the second son got the real estate business and Anuljeet got what we say in the story also an overstaffed factory unit in Okla so the first discords started there and 3 years later Parvinder Singh actually ousted by Mohan Singh his father from the boardroom and the company Randaxi in a boardroom tussle and the family discontent had been continuing since then it took another turn in 2006 when Bai Mohan Singh expired and there been a lot of claims and counter claims on his will so Anuljit was coming from a background where he had seen that trouble happening in his family Mm-hmm. which affected his father his his brothers and also the randaxi business so when he was building max india uh, and he wanted to prevent that history to repeat itself right. in his family so when you talk about corporate governance you know generally most companies are guilty or at least they like to harp upon the fact that uh, it's it's like a bullet point on their brochures that corporate governance we are the one of the best what is it that anuljit singh is doing differently exactly i mean when we also first heard about it we also were little circumspect first mm-hmm. because everyone says that and because it's a in vogue now to say that mm-hmm. your company is a very well corporate governance uh, based model right but with anuljit we saw that where his words were his actions also were placed at the same time mm-hmm. because 3 years ago he started looking around for independent directors what he did was he mandated a senior executive search company to look for experts in the fields where max india operates so max india operates in life insurance it operates in healthcare which is the chain of hospitals right and also in health insurance right. so what anuljit did was get the best minds in these fields from across the world mm-hmm. and this is very rare in indian corporates because only out of the top 100 companies in india only 22 international independent directors are there so it's a completely rare thing for indian business so what that also means is if you have an independent director he has the objective veto rights over somebody who's a promoter from the family so there is certain exactly. amount of balance uh, hopefully at least exactly. that's the attempt so the independent directors for them the the mandate is that to see that the business is run well so the family interest doesn't come in for them for them the business is the ultimate uh, priority anuljit he rejected his board at max india max india is the listed entity right and then there are the three subsidiaries max india new york life there is max healthcare and max bupa health insurance mm-hmm. so while for indian companies it's a regulatory necessity that they should have independent directors on the listed companies right. what anuljit did was he also had independent directors even in his unlisted companies and then after selling of his stake in hutchison vampua he he made a, a good 600 crores is what i read from your article and then he entered into four different sectors life insurance right. like you said healthcare uh, clinical studies and it enabled services uh, how right. successful has he been in in each one of them sure so these four new businesses that he set up in a revamp max india in 2000 I think apart from the IT businesses all the others have done well. Uh, life insurance is doing well it is turning profitable this year in this financial year which is which is actually ended and then the healthcare business is actually embarking on a huge expansion plan it is doubling the number of beds it has. 
apart from the IT services, which was not that successful a venture as the other two, mm-hmm. but they have taken off. They have taken off well, uh, taking a role that is outside the daily operations of these companies. And the four sunrise sectors, like these, the McKinsey called them, and incidentally, Warren Buffett, who was in India uh, not, not long ago, he, he was lobbying for allowing more foreign direct investment in insurance in life insurance and motor insurance. So so Analjit Singh bet on this back in 2000 and he's on the right track. You've met him personally for covering this story, haven't you? Uh, Yes, yes. uh, What are the, if you can come up, bring up certain characteristics of the man who might not be as well known like we discussed earlier? Sure. So uh, one thing we need to understand is Analjit has been known to be a serial entrepreneur. I mean, ever since he founded Max in 82, he entered and exited as many as 10 different businesses, he had 10 joint ventures, partners, mostly foreign companies. So he has been in and out of businesses till 2000. So, and his famous divestment was the Max Hutchison, which was now today's Vodafone. So that was his biggest investment. So he's been serial entrepreneur. So for an entrepreneur to say that and let go of the decision-making powers in his own company, it's a big change. Anujit himself says, calls it as an evolution of how he's been and how he sees the business. And this has come across in the last five, six years. His closest confidant, uh, Anurup Tony Singh, who was his schoolmate at Doom, Dehradun, also who was the founding CEO of the life insurance business, he also says that the most important change in analytics has been his shift from giving focus to transaction to uh, corporate governance in terms of processes, systems, because he understands now that only that can build big businesses. Being an entrepreneur can take you, but unless you have proper systems and processes, you can't build a big business. And that he has been able to do at max. And also I I read that uh, unlike many entrepreneurs and businessmen, he is uh, not very keen on allowing his children who are well in their 20s (laughs) join operations. They could be the heir apparent, but uh, what's his rationale behind it? Not allowing the the next generation to be part of active operations is there something that we are missing out here? Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a it's another very unusual thing to do when he says that he doesn't want his children to be part of the active operation in Max India because now we come across stories about promoters how they very detailed planning of how their children would eventually come into the managing operations of the companies. So it's a very very unusual thing for Indian businesses. And again, I would bring the history, uh, the family legacy into it, because once you mix family and business, even how much of a balancing you try to do, there is bound to be some conflict. So he was very clear in his mind. So what he's done is that uh, he's setting up new businesses for his children. He's got three children, Veer, his son, and Pia and Tara, his daughters. So each of his three children, they are looking into getting into their own entrepreneurial journeys. So he's setting, helping them set up businesses. He's getting into hospitality, into senior living, into integrated medicine. He's made it clear, and I think his directors also made it clear, that any new businesses that you come, let it be outside the max umbrella. So even to accept that kind of a decision needs some kind of mature thinking. Mm-hmm. And he's done that. So what he says is that his children would be out of active operations of Max India, but within a period of five years, they might get into more of a governing model role at Max India. So Max India won't be promoter-managed, but will be promoter-governed. 
How important is uh, the management guru or consultant Ram Charan's role in all of this? So, and I also read Ram Charan in your article on on more than two occasions. So he is right. a well-known name. No, I mean, it doesn't right. need too much of an introduction. Much, much like Mr. C K Pralhad. So, how important right. is he in in this context? He is very integral to the whole setup that uh, Anujit has put in here. Both of them go back 30 years. Uh, Anujit was Ram Charan's student. but the relationship actually blossomed in the last 3 4 years when uh, anujit uh, looked for this new setup and he he actually seek transference views and guidance because ramcharan has been uh, advising directors and ceos in the us in as big companies as ge and dupont but what uh, interesting is that while anujit gave uh, ramcharan access to the company Mm-hmm. he also gave ransom access to his family also he also would hold what anujit say story telling sessions with anujit children so he would hold sessions for them and uh, tell them about how promoter what the role of promoter should be in running companies even if you are outside the daily operations so ransom is a very important link in the whole system that anujit has tried to put here Right. In fact, I read a long time back in an article from another business magazine is Ramcharan was so uh, generally so engrossed in his work that the only time he catches a nap is during in, in the airports, and he doesn't have a permanent house, or at least he didn't five to six years back, and uh, he would he would live out of suitcases in different uh, hotels. And there was this Kellogg CEO who was surprised to know that during Christmas Ramcharan didn't have anywhere to go, so he was going to go back to his hotel room. So he said. Why well, I I'll give you access to my family. Come, let's let's have a good time in, uh, during Christmas. So, Ramcharan, yes, uh, yeah, he in that sense he does have access to families, but this time around for a different reason. Yes, yes, yes. His he is legendary for his acumen as as well as his lifestyle. I mean, his clothes come courier to him, so <laughs> <laughs> it's it's as unique as that. Right. How long did it take for you to you know researching the story to you know penning it down? The first conversation happened in January. That was the first time I met a Max official, and he talked about the focus on corporate governance. And we thought it's an interesting way of telling a story, other than going through the the usual corporate profile of lot of numbers and figures. Right. This is an interesting way of seeing the business from the entrepreneur's eye. So the first meeting was in January, and then we had a lot of rounds of meeting with the directors, with Ram Charan, with. Anuljit's close confidant with Anuljit himself. We had a fantastic photo session at Anuljit's house. He's got a beautiful house uh, on 15 Orangeburg Road. It's a very beautiful house that he has. It's an elegant place. One Sunday morning, we had a photo shoot with uh, Anuljit and Ramchandran, and you should surely check out the issue because there's some beautiful photographs of uh, Anuljit and Ramchandran and Anuljit's children also. Right. This helps us understand the personality that Anujit is because, for instance, for his house, that house was actually a koti that belonged to the family. Okay. So he completely redid the koti and built a new house. And yeah. the house is very well planned. One can see because the lawns, the rooms, and we understand that he is very particular about, you know, what color the wall paint should be or the kind of furniture. So he is a man of detail. and he's been known for that that's why it's very interesting for someone like him to let go of that responsibility that he would have because he would want to 
traditionally would want to look at each minute details of what is happening in his company. But he has evolved through that and he is now let go of that responsibility. But he does keep a tab of what's happening in the company, but not daily day-to-day operations. So, so that's an important evolution of his own personality also. Right. I guess this is one of the few instances where the person who heads the company has learned some hard lessons and he's going out of the way so that he doesn't land up in a place where he ends up repeating them. I guess that's the case. And thanks a lot uh, for your time, Prince. Yes, thanks, Abhishek. It was fun. I think I had fun talking to you. <laughs> Same here. Absolutely. I had a lot of fun too. And all you listeners out there, uh, you can log on to business.in.com to get this podcast. That's the Forbes India website as well as theindicars.com. We would uh, love to know your comments. And if you have to subscribe to Forbes India, you can SMS Forbes to 51818. That's Forbes to 51818. Thanks again, Prince. Thanks, Abhishek. Thank you. Thank you.